Blog Talk Radio. tonight, folks, and also some interesting news that I've been reading online, I don't know, disregarding certain shit, but you know what, it is what it is, welcome to the show, folks, Uh, the godmother of WSC, her football team will be playing this Saturday, and welcome to the show, Granny Hulkster. Well, hello, B Train, and go Chiefs. <laughs> what she means to say is go Colts, but she's causing no, no. You sound like you you sound like my son. You, you sound like my son right now, B Train. He he's like saying the Chiefs are going to lose. They're going to choke, and I said, quit jinxing my team, you know. So I always say, just wait till the result, and then laugh at Chiefs fans. See, because. You know, it's not fair to be like, well, you're going to lose and all this, because before the game even starts, you know, and uh, it is NFL playoff weekend, folks, but here's the funny part, Granny. NXT UK's first takeover is the same time that the game is on because they, I believe, are taping on Friday because we won't get it on the network until 2 p.m., uh, Saturday, so I'm assuming they're going to, yeah, they're probably going to tape it on Friday, air it on Saturday on the network, folks. It is the very first NXT UK takeover in Blackpool. Congratulations <clears throat> to that brand. That's amazing. NXT is really branched out. Hopefully they get an NXT Japan, folks. I am going to start right out the gate since this is the most requested. Seeing as how I, I like reviewing this show, folks. Uh, <clears throat> let's start the show off with a SmackDown Live review. Stand by on Off the Rails Uncensored. <laughs>
Okay. So, the very first leg of SmackDown Live, Granny, I, I laughed because Daniel Bryan uh, was seeing the opening entrance of the show at the concession stand because we're supposed to be celebrating something. I don't know what we – okay. Anyways, he's at the concession stand. <clears throat> he was saying, you people consume the Slurpees from this sippy cup or whatever with plastic straws that are destroying the earth. He also you know, have proceeded to throw the drink on the poor guy, asked for if there are any Yes Movement t-shirts, and then said, oh, wait, that's right. I killed the Yes Movement. Fans attention, I mean, he was supposed to have a match with our truth Our truth was attacked. Last week, folks. And so our truth promptly returned the favor, attacked him before the match even started. And I mean, it wasn't a long lasting match, but uh, Daniel Bryan ended up winning. And then after the match, you saw Daniel Bryan going up the ramp, and then AJ Styles just went to town and basically tried to use. Um, well, he tried to use Daniel Bryan's face as a parking space. I mean, geez Louise. I, AJ, he said some terrible things about AJ Styles, how AJ Styles doesn't care about the environment and this, that, the other. It was kind of, I'm not surprised because the new Daniel Bryan is really throwing all of us for a loop. But that's, you know, a little to be desired. So, folks. After that, you had Rey Mysterio and Mustafa Ali, who continues to impress the audience, versus Samoa Joe and Andrade Cien Almas. Well, folks, I can tell you Andrade Cien Almas beat his idol with that hammerlock DDT. <clears throat> and I was uh, I was impressed because I didn't think that uh, would actually happen. I thought Mustafa Ali, you know, taking out Joe on the outside and then well, Rey Mysterio six one nine granny is seldom blocked. I was I was kind of uh, surprised. Yes, yeah, so that was a surprise because it. You're right. It, it's usually his six one nine move is on target, and I don't think I've ever. He doesn't get blocked that often. Correct. So then, you know, I let's see here. Rusev is supposed to talk about what happened to Lana. He went to the back, and of course, you know, Nakamura hiding and shoves the case into um, Rusev's abs. And I was like, geez, Louise, that's be one strong case because Rusev looks like something you see out of a comic book, basically. And let's see, Becky Lynch's promo about that night. Becky Lynch is one motivated woman, Granny, I tell you, because they're in that match. I mean, with her, Carmella, and Charlotte, which I'll get to later. But I got to say, SmackDown Live never used to do a lot of promos. They're they're not promo heavy at all, folks. It's just, um, it makes sense because of what's coming up, you know, the Royal Rumble there was a number one contendership for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, and Becky Lynch said, I will put a stop to Asuka's mini title reign. Thanks for holding it warm. When you face the man, 
your myth and legend will cease to exist. I got to say, I am a fan of Becky's more so now than I was before. Before, I just didn't really get behind Lynch. She just seemed like a hothead to me. She still is. But you got to respect the man and her process of doing things. But anyways, <clears throat> so the bar versus the Usos. Again, I don't know what Mandy Rose is trying to accomplish, but holy shit. I thought she was naked under that towel or that robe. It's just, you know, I mean, you yeah. you just never know. I mean, you just never know what I'm I I'm not sure. I haven't quite figured out where she's trying to prove, but hey, you know, only time will tell. <laughs> but Naomi just seemed like a bat out of hell. I mean, any woman can vouch for this. When your man is supposedly hanging around someone uh, like Mandy Rose and she's got no kids and, you know, the story is between her and Naomi and it's just like, wow, I haven't seen this kind of controversy, Granny, in forever. And I I know Icon could probably agree that we haven't seen this shit since the Attitude Era. No, we haven't. And it's kind of like... It's kind of like a refresher's course for Granny, me, Icon, and anyone that grew up during that era or watched that era, I should say. It's a bit refined because you can't do certain things now because of all the snowflakes and butthurt people about, you know, certain things that people do. But, um, you know, I I just want to say, wow, that's kind of a genius angle to go with with Mandy Rose and Naomi because Naomi's character was kind of – she's not a terrible wrestler, it's just something was lacking, and now I think they found it because she has some yeah. kind of fire. She has some kind of fire now that, okay, let's go with this. You know, you're going to be, I don't know the whole conversation per se, but you're going to be feuding with Naomi, yada, yada, blah, blah. But because of Mandy Rose, the bar ended up beating the Usos. Now the Usos aren't going to be able to face the bar for the tag team championships. Although, speaking of which, Granny, the Miz and, um, yeah, the Miz went out and challenged, uh, what's this, yeah, Cesaro and Sheamus. And it's funny, the bar actually accepted Miz's plea, or not plea, but they accepted his challenge. And I'm thinking, that's not what Shane told you to do, but okay. And then, uh, I guess, so Daniel Bryan was interviewed about what happened to him and AJ Styles. And again, you know, Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, as he likes to be called, started uh, saying even more mean things. I was attacked from behind, and we'll see this. You know, two or three weeks from Sunday, which is the Royal Rumble, the historical Royal Rumble, folks, which you can catch on WWE Network. It's free for your first month. Okay, so then you have Charlotte's promo and Carmella. Well, Carmella's promo was a long time ago, but Granny, the triple threat match, I can't believe. Wow, I mean, I really didn't expect Becky to um, win, but I don't know. 
Like I said, I am not the person that sits there and makes these matches, but SmackDown Live was so rapid and so chaotic. That's what makes it compelling TV, folks. Yes, it was definitely different um, last night, for sure. I mean... I think, I'm not sure if they're reversing roles, but even with a lot of promos, SmackDown Live still gets the point across. Mm-hmm, they do. And, um, you know, we're going to switch gears, folks. Just going to review the NXT shows real quick. And then I'm going to... To shed some light and some news that I read that I'm really not sure what to make of it or how to react, but I'll get to that tidbit later. So, okay. Let's pull up my NXT UK results. The first half, they have two shows. I don't know why they do this. It's really awesome. So... You have Dan Maloney and James Drake, not James Drake, but Jamie whatever, Jamie Amon versus Kenny, yeah, Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. It's a really fun tag team to watch, Granny. They were, they had a big losing streak, as Nigel McGinnis pointed out, but uh, they won tonight, so that's awesome. Then they showed a recap of Joe Coffey and Pete Dunne. Uh, let's see here. Gallus basically had a promo. They addressed what was going to happen at UK Takeover Blackpool. Joe Coffey basically said, I'm going to beat Pete Dunne, and I know you don't like me. It's funny, Granny. You know how the crowd chants whatever they want nowadays? Well, the NXT UK mm-hmm. crowd, chanted it. they chanted, we don't like you. Oh, my. It was really funny. I was like, wow, Granny would get a kick out of this crowd. Cause <laughs> the NXT UK crowd, I love to pieces because they are more, I wouldn't say too rowdy, but they they just, they it's like being at a soccer game for them or a football game for them. But uh, times 10. They know how to get the point across. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. So then you had, uh, let's see here, the press conference for the UK Women's uh, Championship, Granny, and Rhea Ripley, I don't know why, it just seems like she's afraid of Tony Storm, and Rhea Ripley kept saying, you didn't beat me, you didn't beat me, and Tony Storm says, mate, I won against Io Shirai, I won, you know, in a grueling match. He goes, why should I be afraid of you? And Rhea Ripley kept saying, well, you haven't beaten me. You haven't beaten me. And I was like, "Um, gee, dear, she could have beaten you except for the fact that her lower back kicked out. And it was really scary because they had to finish the match. And that's how Rhea Ripley became the NXT UK Women's Championship. Not taking away anything from her. It's just, 
I believe if the results were different and her back and Tony Storm's back was okay, in my humble opinion, Rhea Ripley would not be standing there the UK or NXT UK Women's Champion. That's just my take on it. But uh, they had a, a women's division match between Isla Dawn and Robbie Brookside's daughter, Zaya Brookside. It was a decent match. And then afterwards, Granny, Isla Dawn went to the back and she got attacked by, uh, as Nigel McGuinness puts it, the bipolar fashionista, Jenny. Like you picture, um, oh. She's a cross between Nikki Cross and uh, Victoria, personality-wise, which, oh, wow. if you think about it, is kind of yeah, it's kind of scary. So we move on to the second card, folks. You had Joseph Connors versus Ligero. Ligero is like a slightly, oh, I would say, he's a taller version of Rey Mysterio. But his mask looks like uh, any luchador mask. Kind of like the English version of Psychosis or La Parca. A blend of high-flying and grounding pounds. This guy's awesome. He won his match against Joseph Connors. James Drake and Zach Gibson were interviewed about their being finalists because they beat Mark Andrews and... Uh, the Mod Father, as he likes to call himself, Flash Morgan Webster... Travis Banks versus Tyson T-Bone. Granny, I about died laughing when Vic Joseph and Nigel were sitting at the commentary and Travis Banks' match was going on against Tyson T-Bone. And, well, Travis Banks' music goes off and uh, it's Jordan Devlin, the guy who looks exactly like Finn Balor. Kind of. Although he'd be really pissed if you said that. So, oh, that's a compliment, not really. He is from Ireland. It's the same place, the same hometown as Ben. Uh, so it's kind of funny. He calls himself the Irish Ace. Anyways, he tried to dress up like the Kiwi Buzzsaw. And uh, it didn't quite work. It didn't work. The distraction didn't work. Travis Banks won the match. And tried to call tried to call Devlin out, Granny, and then, you know, he disappeared. So, wow. Yeah, it was funny because I was like, well, he talks all this game, but I guess at NXT UK uh, Bla- uh, TakeOver Blackpool, it'd be one-on-one between Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks, which, which should be an awesome match. And then you had... Yeah, Rhea Ripley. They showed what happened in the first show. And let's see here. Yeah, no, okay, let's see here. The main event was Gallus versus British Strong Style, which is Trent Seven, Pete Dunn, and Tyler Bate. Yes, Gallus won the match. I get it. I, is your real name Eugenia? I that's kind of a that's very unique name. <laughs> she says hello, Granny. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> She's uh, where are you from? 
Oh, you're from Sorry. Sorry, is that how I say it? Sorry, Sorry, S U R R E Y. Awesome. Okay. So, what's your question? Well, I, I just I started watching NXT UK when it got released, and uh, I I really think it's gonna. I do think it will expand. I think the brand will expand to Japan. I don't know what Hunter's plan is for that. I hope that. It did answer your question. Oh well, you know what? That is that's to remains to be seen. I, I hope Granny, myself and Icon can make it to UK. Wow, you actually listened to Fatal Four, okay. I am bringing that back, yes. Um there are gonna be some they they're definitely gonna make that announcement next week. Not this week. Don't wanna you know, joss the fans just a little bit, so Anyways, folks, back to on the wrestling. But thank you, Eugenia. That was really nice of you. Okay. So NXT on stateside, there's a lot of parting ways here. As you know, a lot of the NXT talent is being called up to the main roster. That includes Lacey Evans, EC3, and Nikki Cross, Heavy Machinery, and Lars Sullivan. Johnny Gargano, Granny, it was hilarious. He... I believe he started off the night trying to say, I want to go for the North American Championship. And then Tommaso Ciampa, you're going to, you're going to laugh because he, last week he said, well, he goes, you should go after the North American Championship, not my title. Go after a more important title. The little puppet master he is. I love Ciampa to death, but he just cracks me up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You had uh, Nikki Cross, okay, Ricochet, Champa, and Aleister Black. Well, if you ever want to see Granny someone kick someone's head off, just watch Aleister Black. I, uh, that guy, when he hits somebody, you can hear the thud of his foot hitting someone's face. And he hit Champa, and I bet you Champa was uh, trying to search for his teeth. I saw that kick. Um, <laughs> because Alistair said, I hope you're more concerned with our title match at TakeOver Phoenix. And then Alistair Black came out of nowhere and basically kicked Ciampa's head off, which I found hilarious. So, anyways, Nikki Cross, who will be going to the main roster soon, faced off with Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair beat Nikki Cross with KOD. Don't really care for Bianca Belair, but, you know, that's just me. Fabian Eichner and Marcel Martel from NXT UK faced off with Atuman and Watts. They put up a good fight, but in the end, Eichner and Marcel Martel got the win. Street Profits, I swear... These two are related to New Day, Granny. They are funny as hell. They were out in the street saying, oh, you know, the New Year's going to bring us new tag team championships. You know, we're going to have to go through War Raiders. We have to go through this team. We're going to have to go through that team. And then an old guy came out in the street, Granny, and uh, he was saying, man, you cats are the greatest ever. So tried to give him a high five. And the door was open, and a Street Profits, I get, they, I don't know if they intentionally moved up, but the guy fell, like, through, and it was kind of like a comedy routine. It was funny. 
Oh, I bet it was. It sounds funny. It, it was funny. So then the main event, EC3 versus Adam Cole. And that's funny. Someone just said Bay Bay on the uh on Instagram. Oh yeah. My Instagram's popping tonight. I don't know where you guys were last night. What the hell? You goobers. All right. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yes, Adam Cole gets the reaction whenever he's in the ring, Granny, and he winds up and then he says his own name, Adam Cole, and the entire crowd goes, Baby. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's what you hear at live events, SmackDown Live or Monday Night Raw. If he ever gets to main roster, let's just say you're going to hear that everywhere you go. You already hear it. Probably going to hear it during Mania and Mania TakeOver. But, you know, semantics be semantics, folks. That does it for the NXT UK and the NXT reviews. If you have any questions, you can send it to Wrestle underscore radio, Wrestle radio, uh, Wrestle radio forward slash Facebook.com. I will answer your questions as best I can. But right now, seeing as how we've got 18 minutes left in the show, I think it's that time where you buckle up your seatbelts and you uh, pray and thank the heavens above you aren't inside my head. 24-7. Get ready, folks. Buckle up, bitches. This is a new year and new crazies. Dig it. Aside from AEW, Granny, do you know what they they did at the signature? They cut out Chris Jericho. Really? Yeah, they cut him out, and I and I'm thinking. Well, I read this on WrestlingNews.co. I read it in Bleacher Report and Sportskedia. Jericho was not in good relations with WWE. I can I'm not surprised because I've been. I read reports, I read the report yesterday that has said that Jericho has already signed with AEW. Big big shocker there. Um, Now that Cornette, Jericho, and um, Jim Ross. But granny, this is starting to get the vibe of new wars already in pro wrestling. I don't know why. It you know, it doesn't necessarily mean, folks, that they're gonna start going to war and you know, camp out at one another's arenas and say, hey, this product sucks. I don't think that's their intention. But the way things are going with AEW, from what I have been reading, all elite wrestling, this feels like, and I've been saying it, it feels like the good old days of the Monday Night Wars. Mhm. Because if big names are being taken 
from Japan. I mean, you've got a former WWE star in Chris Jericho. You've got the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars taking over. I mean, it's it's starting to really be kind of like, well, I wonder what's going to happen next mode because if you really honestly think that WWE was going to be at the top of their perch for a while, that's okay. But when I read this, Granny, I'm thinking to myself, wow, they already have almost 20 members of their roster. That's already a SmackDown Live total with the amount of guys and gals that work for them. I mean, Tessa Blanchard, you've got Kenny Omega, who turned down a multi-million dollar deal with WWE. I mean, this is starting, like I said, it's starting to get the feel of you're either on our side or not. And I I hope they don't do that. To, I don't think they're doing that to fans. I believe that we've been... Granny, speaking of which, I thought I saw a mirage on Monday. So what did you think you saw? <laughs> I thought I saw Lesnar. Am I not mistaken? Oh, he was there Monday, yes. He was there. I'm highly yeah, shocked. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was there, unfortunately. And, um, you know, you know it's, so. it's always good to see. It's always good to see that someone's forcing him to go to work. Other than that, I think I thought to myself, well, Granny and I will get a kick out of this. He actually showed up to work. Yep, he did. He 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 really did for for a change. He actually showed up. So we'll see what happens. And it's all up to him. To, you know, if he if he actually shows up next week, Granny, I'll be shit, not shitting bricks, but going. Where has this attendance been all year long? Mm-hmm. Because Wow we bitched about it long enough I can, Well it's because it's before Royal Rumble I'm sure that after Rumble Lesnar will not show up hopefully Only time will tell Only time will tell You know uh, uh, Back to the whole Wars Thing I am one that sits and watches a lot of wrestling. AEW now goes into the fray alongside companies like Wrestling Revolver, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, the Big Cheese, also WWE. So this is, to me, it's fucking funny because people are already messaging me saying, well, what do you have to say for yourself? I, uh, I'm just going to say it. Competition brings out the best in any promotion. If you sit there and just do what you did for almost the whole year, 11 months, you're probably going to lose out on a lot of fans that watch your show. How does uh, competition 
how is it good for wrestling product? You're asking me, dude. If it's just one product, that's not good. And I'm not the only one that would tell you that. Like if you if you had just WWE back in the day, I can just imagine there'd be no history made. Sting would not have beaten Hogan. Hogan would have never left, and you would never have the NWO. There's a lot of tales to be told if EC, you know, if WWE was the only company around, Extreme Wrestling or Extreme Championship Wrestling would not exist. So Tommy Dreamer and them would have to be considered, I guess, independents. That's what I'm trying to get across. Is it feels like that when you walk into a room and you know there's immediate tension. You can sense it, you can feel it, and you can certainly well just say to yourself, okay, I want to give AEW a chance, but I've been reading a lot of things about how they had a rally, and oh man, Granny, it's like good old days of uh, wrestling wars. Yes, it is. Because I can recall, folks, how nasty it was with WCW and WWE and also ECW. Paul Heyman could tell you stories. I'm sure Eric Bischoff could tell you stories. J.J. Dillon. I mean, guys were like going through a revolving door in between companies. Rick Rude was one of them. And not just Rick Rude, but... Sunny, the smoking guns at one point. I mean, back then, you either liked one or the other. If you didn't like the other, well, then you didn't speak about it. You just watched WWF back then. Now it's, you know, obviously WWE. Point is, it's much better. If you actually have competition driving you to the point where you're going batshit crazy trying to find new product, new ways of doing or presenting your product, I should say, so that fans won't go, geez, this sucks. Because look, Granny, Baron Did I lose you? Hello. I think you cut out on me, B-Train. Where'd you go? That's weird. Where did you go? (laughs) Do we have little little gremlins uh, messing with the switchboard again? I don't know, but I'm kind of glad I'm not. No offense, Iowa. You have uh, wonderful people, but your towers are not too kind to good old beach right unless I'm in Des Moines. So, yeah, that was weird. Anyways, as I was saying, I think it's great to have competition because I'm pretty sure wrestlers won't tell you this. It makes product better because when they were doing shit like, oh, I don't know, when 
Eric Bischoff thought it was brilliant to read their results of Monday Night Raw. It was it was a time in which stuff was more organic and fluid. Now stuff is beginning to be exactly the same, just different time periods. With smartphones, with a lot of cynical critics, yeah, such as myself, and some instances, not all. But we're at a time period, Granny, where I believe history is about to repeat itself. I think you make a very good valid point there. Because I feel it. I I feel it because Jericho was a part of WCW. Ironically, back in the day when Vince and them were at war. And literally, mm-hmm. folks, when I say war... There were times when if you were a former WCW guy and you made it to Vince's office, you had to prove to him why he should keep you, why you are a valued commodity to his company. Now, fast forward to 2019, Jericho is reversed roles. And he has been a part of New Japan. He's been a part of a variety of companies. It's so weird, folks, how this works. Jericho, I know he shouldn't be the main discussion, but you've got Ivelisse Belay, Sicario, you've got Tessa Blanchard, you've got Kenny Omega, you've got the Briscoes. I mean, this is unreal. This is unreal to me how history is about to fucking repeat itself because the once upon I'm gonna use a fairy tale once upon a time a bunch of network moguls competed against each other, Ted Turner, Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff, you know, Paul Heyman didn't really have access to cable or whatever. But I just it's so fucking funny to me because Jericho instead of being a part of a big companies, being part of a company that's starting out with a football owner who some people will say, Well what business does he have? No. He already made a network deal with the CW. WCW had a deal with T and T. Unfortunately they went to AOL. And we all AOL still exists. They're just not very relevant. That's the word I was looking for. So again, AEW is building and building and building. Whereas WC or WCW WWE is already established. You know, with all this NXT and NXT UK, soon to be NXT Japan. You know. I say NXT Japan. It's not too far out of the question, although Hunter's probably going, come again. I haven't even got UK started yet. So, anyways, folks, yeah, it feels like there's going to be a lot of competition. I don't know how many social media wars are going to start, but I do know one thing, folks. When a wrestling war starts, you don't want to be in the middle. No. 
I wouldn't want to be in the middle. I mean, I, I can, yeah, I would already sense that there's not going to be subtle shots. I don't know, Jim. I, boy, they, they used to go back and forth on Monday Nitro and Monday Night Raw with DX and NWO. They're all friends. I mean, they probably were thinking this shit was hilarious. I mean, for real. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, really good. They're all friends. They did get in trouble, Granny, when I was nine years old and I was actually at this show. Um, when Vince McMahon told the four, you know, the click not to have a, a good time when they were like, no, nope, this is our last day of work. So and after a cage match, it was Razor Ramon, Diesel, Shawn Michaels, and someone else. They just... <clears throat> They did the uh, sweet symbol, and then that was it. So Kevin Nash and Scott Hall marketed it with Hogan. And the rest is history, folks. NWO was born. To combat that, mm-hmm. WWE came up with the Generation X, the most iconic duo in, in wrestling history. That's and right. And then after that, yeah, then after that, you just had a bunch of wars because Vince <clears throat> even came on the TV and I remember this right before I closed my show folks Vince said we will create new characters and a new attitude thus the attitude era has officially been born let me tell you folks if you think the WWE or any company cannot reinvent themselves you're kidding yourselves this is the beginning of a fresh start, yeah. It's also the beginning of pandemonium because a company with Jim Cornette and Jim Ross, good night, because those guys used to write for WWE. This is going to be very interesting. Mhm. I can't wait. I mean, I I think it's going to be. I. Well, I would hope that it would be amazing, and I think it will be amazing. I, I think we, I think wrestling fans are going to be in for a surprise, maybe. You know, I don't know if surprise, well, I think surprise would be a good word to use on that statement. I'd say so, because uh, I, I just, <clears throat> for me, Oh, goodness. Well, we're almost out of time, folks. So for those of you wanting to catch us, it's Wrestle underscore radio for Wrestle Radio Network. So anyways, 20 seconds. Oh, yay. Countdown like New Year's. Then he's laughing his ass off at me. Yeah, that's right. Hold your face (laughs) in the pillow, bastards. All right. I gotta go, and if you didn't like what I told you, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it, and Granny. And if you didn't like what Granny Hulkster has to say, what you gonna do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? Good night, fans. Good night, fans. I gotta eat, bitches, so toodles. We'll see you Monday.
Oh, no. 